This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. Episode 38. 38. We feeling great. Let's get it. Let's go. We got big news, big news, big news. First things first. News around the NFL. Dwayne Brown, 40 agent, former Seahawks star offensive lineman, facing gun charges, got arrested in LAX. What's new? Also around the news, around the league, David Morse of the Chicago Bears arrested for substance and weapons offensives. But let's keep it going. In lighter news, something that us Patriots fans have been praying for. As of today, uh, per and Rappaport, at 4.58, Patriots have traded former first-rounder Nikhil Harry to the Bears for a 24-7th-rounder. 24 Rob, what do you think? Real quick, Nikhil Harry's a bear. Oh, you you want me to start this off? I, I I'll oh, let Jesus. them give their let them give their opinion first because this is gonna be a fucking slaughter. Go ahead, Elliot. Uh, I think uh, I I think as as a Bears fan, it, sorry, if I was a Bears fan, my dad's actually a Bears fan. He's like, oh, this is a good trade. Like we got a good deal, and I I can see why you might think that because it is a seventh round pick and it is pretty far away. Um, and who knows? Maybe he'll develop better into the system, but. He did not work in the Patriots system at all, at, at all how we intended to. He was supposed to be an extra guy for Max throw to or even Brady throw to back in the day, and it just didn't work out that way. Um, so maybe he works in Chicago, maybe he doesn't. Maybe they realized that seventh rounder was maybe more important, but I'm glad we're getting some value for him because he really wasn't giving us much on the field. Ethan? Well, honestly, this trade – it really didn't surprise me like whatsoever. It was either he's going to get caught, either not used or going to be traded for a seventh round pick because that's about where his value is at. Um, personally, I don't really have anything to say about this except for we pretty much won this trade and the, the seventh round pick, whoever it may be, will definitely be better than Nikhil Harry. Without a doubt. With that being, with that being said, Saga continues here. Bill Belichick, first-round wide right receivers, doesn't work. He's probably not. I don't expect much from Nikhil and the Bears. You know, he's not going to be a starter by any means. But, Rob, your thoughts on the trade? Okay, so, Nikhil Harry, everybody's favorite guy to rag on. Mine especially. Um, look, your first-round talent, you're terrible. Like, he's awful. Terrible separation. Terrible hands. He's awful. He can't. He's slow as shit. Um, he's good at blocking, so I guess the Bears traded a seventh-round pick for offensive lineman. Um, guys, look, he Jacoby Myers came in, and his main goal was to outperform the first-round talent, and that had been that year was Nikhil Harry. If we look at the numbers, there, like Nikhil Harry got outshined by a undrafted free agent in uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, I would equate this this talent of Nikhil Harry to Jamarcus Russell as a as a quarterback. He is fucking awful. Uh, let's see. The lack of dedication. You think that like if you really wanted to improve, you would have made your case by going out and performing with uh, or practicing with Mac Jones and all those boys when they're grinding. No, nope, he'd rather be posting on IG. Uh, look, guys. The guy has no IQ when it comes to football. 
if like Bears fans, I get you, you're low, low risk, high reward. But this man tried to field a punt with his fucking face. Um, I look, you could have your faith. I have more faith in Helen Keller re, uh, returning her vision than him being good at all. That's just my opinion. That's the end of it. All right. With that being said, on the subject of trades, it's come out that Isaiah Wynn, we could potentially see Isaiah Wynn being traded. It's a possibility here. Ethan, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Wynn possibly being traded? All right. Uh, I'm, I'm not really, you know, high on Isaiah Wynn. I don't hate him. I don't love him. Obviously, he's a part of our old line. I mean, the main thing is, is what could we get out of him? I'm not sure what we could. Obviously, whoever pays the most is going to get him if we do try and trade him. I just don't know what in the world we could get for him. I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, you have to look. There is a few logical destinations out there, but we'll come back to that. Elliot, your thoughts on Isaiah Wynn possibly being traded? I, I think the big thing is it depends on our approach for next year, and that really depends on how this year goes. Um, if we have a really, well, maybe it doesn't. It, basically, the, the name of the game is cap space. He takes up 10.4 million cap space, and if we trade him, that gets freed up, um, which uh, may not sound like a lot when you talk about like 500 million dollar contracts, Patrick Mahomes stuff. But we only have like 60 million right now, right, Rob? That's our projected for next year. Yeah, 60 million for next year is roughly around that. No. So it's not 70 a lot. Million, 70 million compared to 60 million is pretty good. So if we really, like, we get through the season, we find out Devontae Parker just isn't doing it. We really need a wide receiver. We got to go get a Devontae Adams. Maybe, probably not him, but someone of that caliber. Like, we got to break the bank for one, which maybe Bill won't do, but we, we might need the cap space. That would be the reason we trade him, I think. I so my big, go ahead, oh, my go bad. Ahead. So my biggest issue with this is trading him would not be a good idea. Hear me out. Like, First of all, you got a Cole Strange. You got all these new pieces on the offensive line. And if you just keep making all these uh, crazy transitions, I get he's $10 million. But when he's a swing tackle and he's able to, like, get out in space and block for you, he does good. He does good on to uh, tosses and all that. And I feel like he'll do better this year. $10 million is a crazy cap hit. I don't really see a lot of teams really trading for him. Maybe the Bears should have traded for him. I mean, you, you got – one of the worst offensive lines in the league you don't really need like a, you need a wide receiver and you also need to protect your star franchise quarterback and what how how to better do that than having to kill harry and uh win on the offensive line <laughs> but um in all seriousness i think that for right now we cannot trade him unless we know that there are free agents or trade uh, trade partners out there if we were to give up something that we could bring in an offensive lineman to fill his role because he's not a great offensive lineman but he's good enough to keep at least the continuity together chemistry is everything and if we make that abrupt of a change it could really sh make or break our season next year case in point Super Bowl 55 I agree make two changes to the O-line that's like crushes him so, yeah, I, I agree. the thing is, is that he'd be a one-year rental. So either way, unless they, the team that trades for him extends you're, him, you're going to get at most a third-round pick. Only because it's like he's not going to perform to the first-round talent. And I mean, actually, if like a player of Shaq Mason's caliber got commanded a fifth-round pick, I can't realistically see him commanding that much. Uh, 
I mean, maybe you trade a fifth and a, and a player. I mean, we really don't need wide receivers. We could use a wide receiver one, but that's not going to happen. Maybe trade for a cornerback. Uh, who do the Bears have at cornerback that they'd be willing to part with that may be a, a decent cornerback? But that that's besides the point. Um, I don't see it happening. He's probably going to hold out. Uh, I don't know why he would hold out. He's, re- he's really not going to do well elsewhere, but let's see what happens, guys. The one thing I do want to hit on is if we trade Ruin, are his re- is his replacement really ready? Is the Andrew Stuber, Justin Hare, are you guys comfortable with Andrew Stuber, Justin Haran, or Yadni could just taking over for him? That's the real no. question. Personally. No, uh, no, no, I, I can't because at least although they we haven't, um, we know what we're getting in win. When he plays, he's at least decent. He, he he's a penalty machine, but he's at least decent. Could you, like all those other guys are just what ifs. Like Stubers hasn't played at the NFL level. You could be an all world beater in in college, like Nikhil Harry, and then just when it comes to the NFL level, the, the talent and the sep, uh, the level of competition shrinks, and you have to be better. So like. Yeah, it, for right now, we need to stick with him unless we know there's another viable option out there that's better. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. With that being said, let's move into our next topic here. Jimmy Garoppolo, it seems like the last guy who's predicted to make a move. It's come out the Seahawks have had discussions about Jimmy Garoppolo making a move. Uh, bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. It's come out that the Buccaneers wanted to bring Jimmy back and have him be his uh, Brady successor. Excuse me. With that being said, Ethan, what are your thoughts about Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, uh, all right. Uh, I, I like Jimmy. Don't get me wrong. Is he the savior to the Seahawks? Not in a million years. Um, Obviously, he's going to be miles better than, you know, Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke. But once again, could you really see the Seahawks keeping him long term? No, no, he can't throw it, unless he unless I mean, but he like like you said, he is a more better option. But I mean, that's not saying much. He is a winner also. But if like Russell Wilson is not going to is, is the system there is is not working and how the offensive line really doesn't do a great job of protecting protecting Wilson what do you think is going to happen when you got an injury prone quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who at the slightest um hit he goes down and if not only that even if he if he doesn't feel up to snuff in prior episode he won't play so like you're getting a guy that you are going to be paying what it was like 20 million dollars to maybe play, yeah. yeah. That's not that's not a good that's not a good look. But yeah, you have an upgrade. But the only way you make that feasible upgrade is if you know you're having some chance of making the playoffs. You got the Rams in your division. You got the 49ers in your division. Lance is gonna be put in a situation. I know we we've all said that we don't know he's gonna be anything special. But you have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach, the the mastery of offense. He's gonna do well. I can tell you this bad, though, if if the 49ers are willing to trade a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo to a division rival, they clearly don't have a lot of faith in him. Because why would you give a division opponent a chance to be really good? Not even conference division opponent. You play him twice a year. If they thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to turn that place around, then they wouldn't be trading him. Agreed. Very true, very true. I mean, 
you look at Jimmy, you can say, yes, he is a winner. Very true. But I mean, you can do much better. If it was me and I'm the Seahawks, maybe you use Jimmy as maybe a uh, bridge quarterback. You know, you have him kind of do the inverse of what they did in San Francisco, where he's your starter until you, that rookie you draft is ready. I don't know. Here's my thing, though, with that. And I'll, this will be the last thing I comment on this. You're going to use him as a bridge quarterback. That only, like, you, they have a chance to possibly be a top 10, top 5 pick. If you bring Jimmy Garoppolo in, he's going to win enough games where you probably could get out of that scenario, and that's not good. Especially with guys that are coming out of the, uh, the draft with, like, Bryce Young out of Alabama. That's a guy that's going to be a, a difference maker. What is Shroud? I think it's Shroud or Shroud. I forget. Stroud. Those are guys... Those are guys that are going to be difference makers. And if you go and take that chance and trade for that quarterback, then you're just Losing making out it to where, yeah, exactly. I don't see it as a good option. Like you look at your roster. Do you think you're going to compete? No. Then, then you roll with Drew Locke. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Can I have one more thing. Go ahead. Um, like what you said. I mean, he's injury prone with a terrible Seahawks old. Uh, yeah, terrible Seahawks old line. Either way, you'd be going back to the Drew Locke, Geno Smith situation on who's going to start if he gets injured. Yeah, because if he gets tapped even a little bit, I mean, look what Martellus Bennett uh, commented about it. He doesn't, he will not play even if he's a little beat up. I'm not going to tell a person how, when, when to play and when not to play, but like he's not going to give you the effort regardless if he can or not. I mean, very true, very true. Y'all make excellent points as always. I mean, I have to ask, even though it seems like, even though it's come out that an unnamed Bucks coach has shot down Jimmy G to the Bucks, all the rumors. If you're the Bucks, do you consider it? If it's yeah. cheap enough. Yeah, because Brady probably he's on the last year of his deal, and I honestly think I don't think he's gonna retire. Honestly, this might hurt me inside. He's probably going to the Dolphins next year because I don't think Tua is gonna do well, and then that's just gonna be a seamless transition where. Brady's gonna have Tyree kill uh, Jalen Waddle and all those fucking. He's gonna he's gonna torture us in the division, it, but that's how I think is what's gonna happen. Uh, as a Patriots fan, I am worried about that. But as a Brady fan, can you imagine if you won a Super Bowl with three different teams? That would be so. I, awesome. I honestly think he can do it. with with Tyree kill. Different. Come on, man. It's with gonna that be offense, and seven no, all over again. There's no reason he shouldn't be able to. Quite frankly, which is why Tua has no fucking excuse this year yep he's got to be lights out or he's out of there this is one of the best offenses i've seen this is one of the best offenses i've ever seen and i would equate it to like i wouldn't put it on that level but 2007 2015 broncos patriots uh maybe who's another uh, 2019 chiefs those are just some teams that like this team on paper looks you got the freaking track field in the backfield you have track tracks on the wide receiver group. You got guys that just are world beaters. Like this team is stacked. However, and, sorry. No, you're good. However, you still have a quarterback. This is what I preface towards Dolphins fans. I'm not just being a hater. When has he played a full season? So now you're taking the chance of going into a game where he may or may not be available. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be your answer? That's what I'm saying. Hi. Go ahead, Elliot. And the thing is, too, when Brady goes to a team, players follow. Like we said on the Bucks, when he joined uh, 
the Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, those guys all left their places or were cut or whatever, and then they came to the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady. And guys will come and take less for him. The idea of becoming rich, just when Tom Brady's there, it's about winning. So that's why it's, that's why it's not partial. That's why it's not fully called the Patriot Way. It should have been like Patriot Way slash Brady Way. Like it, it, he just, just how he he comes to and brings his his lunch pail to the table is just a representation of how everybody else should perform, and he expects nothing less than victories. That's true. In fairness to the name, though, I do think the Patriot Way will continue to exist in the Patriots. Whereas when he leaves the Buccaneers, I don't think it'll stay around the Buccaneers for very long. I mean, like, I think he's established himself in the Patriots to make it the Patriot way. And it's there when he's there, but when he's not there, yeah, I don't think it's going to stick around. I agree. Agreed. I wholeheartedly. With that being said, boys, let's go ahead and it's top 10 QB ranking time. Let's, before we get it going, we've made a little bit of correction adjustments here. Rob, you want to go through and tell them the adjustments we made? Okay, so now that Baker Mayfield has been traded, uh, the whole reason why we had him at what was it twenty? It, it was, it was twenty three. We changed him to, was it twenty three? Uh, yeah, yes, it was, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so it's twenty three. We changed it because he's going to a worse situation for one, and. We're also changing Jacoby Brissett because now he's going to be possibly a starting quarterback. We don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson. That's that situation still ever evolving. It came out that um, he's probably at four to six games, but like we don't know until it's in it's in uh, concrete. But let's get going, right? Yep. All right. Number. Who do we got? Who do we got? Derek Carr. I'm fine with that. I can take that. No, yeah. I'll, I'll take is, that. Is there so why we were kind of debating Carr slash uh, yeah. Prescott at, between them two? The reason why I think now we're thinking that Carr is going to be better is just because the this slew of talent that he has. He's got Devonte Adams, Hunter I mean, Renfro, itself, Darren Waller. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like he may be able to overcome the um, inability of. Shut up, Josh what? McDaniels. What did I say? I don't know what you just said. I said wrong tier, Brandon. He put it at nine. Oh, I was already. I'm just. I'm just ready to come at your throat. I'm oh, so ready ten, to yeah. just come at your throat today. <laughs> My Sorry. bad, bro. I'm just. I'm just like ready. Just like say something, Elliot. Fucking shut up. <laughs> All right. So number nine, guys. Like, is this gonna be an easy? Like I, what? I'll let you guys get your opinion first. This is going to be highly debated. I have Russell Wilson. Not oh, really, because I have Russell Wilson here as well. Ethan, who do you Eight and up, maybe. Ethan, what Lamar do you here. think? All right, I have Lamar at eight. So I, I had, I literally had, no. I had them switching. I had, I had Russ going next. Okay, I'm with Russ. So Russ is going nine. Because it's not that he doesn't have the talent around him. He's got the talent around him, but he's in a whole new situation, whole new, right. whole new uh, coach. Whole, it's a lot of like, just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it's gonna uh, produce. Look at and the Eagles in, and. And he's in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. I mean, it's a first-year co- coach at that, so I mean, a lot of this stuff is like all, all new to the coach. And I mean, we don't know how Russ is gonna gel with all these guys, like. 
Who's to say Russ just won't mix with the Tim Patricks and Jerry Judys and all these guys that are out there now? Or uh, like, see, by the end of the season, he could be top five. Like this, these, these things are subject to change. But yeah. Yeah, so, no, I definitely hopped on the Russell train now. Yeah. No, no, bad So now, oh, when it comes, when it comes, when it comes to eight, like for me, it's Lamar Jackson, and I think it's not just because, like, he's he should be at eight. It's just because like you're coming off an uh, an injury, an injury that's going to probably be a, he I mean he's coming he looks jacked but I'm giving him eight he's going through a contract situation I don't think that has any reason why he should be at eight I just think that like you're coming off an injury I think it's going to take a little bit to regain your your uh yourself uh is he going to turn is he going to evolution his game is he going to start stepping out of, out of balance and instead of staying in, in uh the field of play and taking the hits I'm definitely, I'm definitely with that. I think had the Ravens had a, a healthy year last year and we saw the what we're used to in the quote-unquote norm of Lamar Jackson, I think I'd have him a lot higher. But with what happened last year, I'd say eight is a perfect place. Yeah. Sorry, it looks like you were going to say something, Rob. Well, so the reason why I also think he's going to be – and so, guys, we're really predicating all these, these rankings off of – like how they're going to do? Who does he really have other than what? Uh, what the hell, Bateman at wide receiver? He really doesn't. So he, Mark there's going to be a right? lot of Mark. I get it, Mark Andrews. But like, you got two guys. Then you got what? There's not a lot of other talent around him. He's going to have to be relied on him. His talent is going to have to be relied on a lot more. Um, and I, I, I don't think that the Ravens really set him up for success. And that's the reason why I have him that low. Yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly, yeah. wholeheartedly. I, all right. Next. This one's going to be a little bit trigger worthy. Yeah. I think it's Joe, Joe Burrow. I, I agree. What? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> this I is going to trigger a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans. Ethan, you said you agree on that? I had him there, yeah. Okay. Really? Well, oh, my God. So I, I'll let you guys give your opinion because I'm, I don't want to hog the mic. Why do you think that Joe Burrow should be at number seven? I think he is a very good quarterback and he will continue to be a very good quarterback for a while. But top seven is a very, very elite class to be in with some very, very elite setups. And while I think he's going to have an outstanding season, I don't think he's going to be looked to like, oh, is Joe Burrow the MVP this season? I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll be like, here's some of the top quarterbacks. There's Joe Burrow in there, too. He's had, you know, maybe he's like fourth in passing touchdowns or something, but he's not he's not going to be like the guy. I, I agree. I feel like there's too many question marks with the whole Super Bowl hangover. Will they? Was it just a one-year thing? Will, will the greatness continue? I think there's just too many questions right now. You also still have you also have a, a healthy Lamar Jackson in your division. So like, I'm not saying that that it's just it's just when you go against the Ravens now, instead of you putting 50 on them, now it's going to be a little bit more like he's going to be on the field to to provide that extra spark to the Ravens. May not be a big spark, but it'll be enough to at least hinder his numbers a, a little bit. And yep. it's an in-division opponent. Like, that's just it's second nature. I mean, I completely agree with having Joe Burrow here. I mean, just like Elliot said, I mean, top seven is an elite class. I don't think he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Obviously, yeah, no, they improved their biggest flaw, which was their O-line, with adding a few, you know, good pieces. But for the most part... I would rank him 
where he is now just for the fact that it could have just been a fluke. I mean, yeah, he's still a good quarterback, but could he still make that playoff run again is the thing. Yo, so this is this is where it starts to get dicey more. Like, it, it's now you're going into the top six. Well, what is your thoughts, Brandon? Like, what we, now, going into top six, who are you going to have at six? This is where it starts getting harder. Six, if you ask me, Stafford. I, I had, see that. I had Herbert. I, I, had, I, Her, Herbert. I had Herbert. I had Herbert. I had there. Herbert. Uh-huh. Man, we, are, we are locked in today. Uh, it's crazy how, <laughs> how, like, locked in we are. Hear me out. I think Herbert's great. I just think that Matt Stafford, although he throws quite a bit of picks, he's got Allen Robinson now. He Allen Robinson at this point in his career is a better version of OBJ. And he's yep. just a guy that when the ball's thrown in his direction, anywhere near his direction, he's going to get the ball. And then it, it, it's just like another year in a system with Sean McVay, and I just don't see how they can't get better. Yep. And I just think Justin Herbert, he, does, he has a – some. I mean, he he's starting to get to the point where he can actually perform when it, the lights are the brightest. I just think Matt Stafford now proved that he can perform when the lights are, bright, are the brightest now. He just needed a better team and a better cast and a better uh, coaching staff. And so better everything all around. It's a <laughs> lot easier to play better on offense and throw up more impressive final scores when you're, you're bang up defense holding like 10 or like 15 a game. Very true. Herbert, Herbert it is. And that and the reason that's the reason why. Like I would you pick the Chargers defense over the Rams defense? Honestly, I probably I would pick the Rams. Yep. You got I agree. you got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think the Rams. I, I don't know if it's that debatable. You got well, yeah, maybe. Khalil Mack versus Bobby Wagner. You got Jalen Ramsey versus JC. JC. No, that's him. not that's not close. That that comparison yeah, that, is not close. Really but you, it's kind of a wash for the other thing. that So that's why, I mean, like, it's all coaching. Sean McVay by a mile. Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Very true. Okay. Everything look okay so, so far? It, it, yes, I think I don't think I really want to change that at all. I have yep. Matt Stafford at five. I do as well. Yup, me too. I, <laughs> <laughs> this might be a quicker video. Watch for the bait, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Like, goddamn, that's like <laughs> what six, like four picks in a row that we've gotten, or or is it less than that? Look, Matt right. Stafford, he's another year in his system, but he's not going to be better than the four that are above him. I think Matt Stafford has a problem with interceptions, and he likes to play hero ball sometimes. He'll throw that no-look pass. He'll, he'll throw passes. You're like, why did you try to do that there? And it's just because it's like looking at the team, it's a track meet. You're really not – it's going to be hard to keep up with the Rams. You can probably look at their schedule, and you can't really tell me how many losses they're going to have. Them and the Bills, realistically, those are the two teams that could possibly go undefeated, and that's crazy to think about. I agree. Number yeah. four, personally for number four, I've got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this might be – this is going like to be that. a down year, but I, with what you have, you have Sammy Watkins, and I can't think of the other guy's name at the moment. I'm sorry, it escapes me. Your tight end. Lazard. Lazard, Christian, Lazard Christian Watson. Uh, Robert Robert Tanyan. Tanyan's you got the Jones out of the back, backfield. Look, I, I understand what you're saying, Brandon, but Aaron Rodgers is a historically 
Very good. It's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Very efficient quarterback. I mean, he, he does not throw a lot of picks. It's what got him the MVP these past two seasons. Maybe something he didn't deserve. But I, I, I don't see him, just because he loses Devontae, I don't think he's going to take that far of a step back. I have Patrick Mahomes here. I think we've, I seen, we've seen a drop-off. Not a steep drop-off, but a drop-off from where he was uh, like a couple of years ago when he was winning the Super Bowl. Then he's Super Bowl appearance, conference championship loss. Like he, The league is starting to figure him out. And I, I know it's cliche. I know everyone's saying that when they were two and four and it didn't really work out, but it, he's not what he used to be. And especially without Tyreek Hill, I think that's going to be a big thing that people don't really realize. And with the tough division, I don't think he's going to be like a top three performer. I think four is the right spot. So no drum roll necessary. I have Patrick Mahomes here too. Look at how he started yeah, last Mahomes. year. He started off last year. I think he was leading the league in interceptions. Now yep. you've got a whole new cast of talent. Aaron Rodgers getting getting a whole new cast of talent, and he just performs. I, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Uh, I get it. What one in five fantasy championships? That's not. I, I that does. But I just, I have more faith in what Aaron Rodgers can work with than Patrick Mahomes. We've seen Aaron Rodgers perform with not really so great offensive talent. Patrick Mahomes, a lot of the times he's scrambling and Tyreek Hill being able to separate and and buy him time and just beat everybody across the board and just come just know to come back. Kelsey's numbers are going to drop. I I just think that like Patrick yep. Mahomes is here just because now Kelsey's going to command a lot more attention. I don't think Juju's anything special. And then what? Sky Moore, I think he's going to do pretty damn well. But he's not Tyreek Hill. So I think it's just... It, I get it, Aaron Rodgers. You could have made, made a case for Aaron Rodgers. I just think just because Aaron Rodgers has two MVPs in a row and just because he's proven in the past the track record's there, I I pick him. I would also argue... Patrick Mahomes. I would argue Aaron Rodgers had a better season last year than Patrick Mahomes. Because even though he was a, like a second-round exit, like his first-round an exit like just a conference championship appearance doesn't really do anything for me like either way both their seasons ended with a sour taste you you lose in the super bowl that's one thing like you were the second best team in the league but losing in a conference champion it i, I don't know that that sets patrick Mahomes' season apart from like how dominant the packers were like one of their losses was just a throwaway game versus the lions right one of their losses was when uh Jordan Love was in. So really, Aaron Rodgers is only responsible for two losses on that season. I think he by far had the better season last year. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, plus, with the reason I have Patrick Mahomes here, you can't just go from Tyreek Hill to Juju. That is a giant-ass drop-off, in my opinion. You just can't do that. Not only will we see a decline in Patrick's uh, you know, stats, obviously, you, you're really going to see a, a decline in Travis Kelsey as well, because Obviously, now without Tyreek, he's going to want the ball even more. And so if on you're forcing that, the you, ball down his throat, he, he's going to tire him out. On top of that, I mean. you're, in a, you're in a division that's just a fucking juggernaut. Like you, yeah. you're, oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, look at his division. I don't care what Vikings fans say. They're probably going to be second place in the division, and they're they're on the rise. Don't get me wrong. But you still have Kirk Cousins at, at quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is going gonna, is gonna to do well against you. Uh realistically you could look at their schedule they're gonna go like 13 and 4. you could look at the chiefs schedule they could go 9 and 8 because the fact is that afc west is fucking stacked because they could go two and six in their division no one really bad an eye like it's not that unrealistic fair enough. It, it really isn't fair enough so number three guys what do you guys think i got aaron Rodgers here 
I got Aaron Rodgers. I, okay, I can agree with that. Ethan? I had Josh Allen, but I can go with Aaron Rodgers. What? Rogers. No way, bro. Oh, no man. way. Yep. I think Aaron, I didn't think just because Aaron Rodgers has a new cast of talent, I, I think that's the reason why he's at number three. I think he's going to do well. He's he's going to struggle a little bit in the beginning of the season, but he's not going to struggle to the likes of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes struggled in the beginning of the season with what great talent he had. Aaron Rodgers was missing. I think he was missing some guys. I think he was missing Devontae Adams in the beginning of the year. He, he lost Tanyan, and he still was doing pretty fucking well. Yep. Like, like Elliot said, he lost two games. He was responsible for two games, which is why I think Aaron Rodgers should be at number three. But uh, I guess, what do you think, Brandon? I would agree with that. I, If you ask me if Aaron Rodgers didn't lose Devontae, I'd say he's number two or number one. He's my number two. But I think with that loss and that time it's going to take for he and his new cast to gel together, I think that's going to keep him a bit lower. So that's my only thought process here is there's, they're going to stumble, but it's not going to be anything catastrophic or anything out of the norm that we haven't seen. So that's why I, I think three is a perfect spot for him. Now, I'm curious with these last two picks. Are we going to go on bias? Because I don't want anybody coming into our podcast comments and thinking that we're biased. I, I, this may be a little bit, we might have to bait this a little bit as to why, who's who at number one, who's at number two. I'm going to let you guys take the floor. Who do you think Elliot is going to be at number two and why? Honestly, honestly, I have Josh Allen. And I understand I'm a big Brady fan, but. I just, I've seen the guy do some insane things, and I don't think his roster is really any less stacked than it has been recently. So I, as, as much as I think Josh Allen is going to have a dominant season, I, I have to go with Tom Brady at one. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Look, I mean, look what he did last year. He real like guys. I hate these Aaron Rodgers fans. Guys, you need to take a backseat. Brady was like number one in like every statistic, and. Yep. It, it's just Brady should be number one again just because he should have been MVP. Josh Allen, I, he's 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 dominating the AFC at the time right now, and that really eats away at me. But, like, he's on the rise. When Brady retires, this is Josh Allen's lead to run. Um, but for right now, I have Josh Allen at two and Tom Brady at one. I think – Brady has always been the guy that has a chip on his shoulder. Everybody's thinking now he's a year older. He's not going to perform. They're thinking that like this, he's he's just not going to perform like always. And he just oh, I think that came out that some someone said that uh, there was like six or seven uh, players that should have been in front of Brady for like top quarterbacks. And Brady commented something and put noted. So like he's. He's, he's taking his in. bulletin board. Yeah, he's taking his bulletin, bulletin board material, and I promise you right now, you really don't want to poke the bear. He's proven in the past seven seven times Super Bowl champion, and I really, it's not really just biased because I'm a Patriots fan. I just think that you're not going to stop that guy. I mean, not even looking at last year. Look at what they've done in the off season. I'd say that's one of the a fantastic off season. You bring in Shaq, you lose Ali Marpet, bring in Shaq Mason. You know, Brown's gone. You go get Russell Gage. So now you, it's perfection. The only thing that does worry me now is Gronk and uh, O.J. Howard are now gone. So Cameron Braid is now your number one tight end. He's but great. maybe they run more uh, wide receiver sets instead of 
using their tight end exclusively anymore. Because Gronk, albeit that he was a shell of himself, when he came when it came time where he needed to perform, he performed. Yep. But but what do you think, Ethan? All right. Yeah, I, I obviously I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I did have Tom Brady number one. And it's obviously, yeah. I think he got screwed over last season not winning the MVP, so I think he's going to go out there with the mentality of, fuck me, no, fuck you. And he's, if anything, he's going to outperform what he did last year, even without Gronk. I mean, once again, Gronk was a shell of himself when he came back. I think he's still going to perform either as good as he did last year or maybe even better, you know, just to prove that he still got it. And albeit that Gronk came out recently – uh, today and said that he will not be playing even if Brady calls. That's cap. It, it's he, all talk. Like it, it's, all, it's talk. all talk. Brady, Brady, Brady says something. Look, Gronk has already. There came out that Gronk was uh, doing his his workout videos and he was just putting on different shirts. Like yeah. Gronk, Gronk doesn't want to go through the off season. He's he's working out, but he's working out at his own pace. And if, if Brady wants Gronk to be back, he will be back. And then I'll just be another asset to Brady's. Uh, already loaded a roster tom brady and a load of money will go a long way (laughs) all righty and there you have it house call podcast 2022 qb rankings remember you disagree you agree you want to debate comment section is open we're looking at the comments we're responding boys any changes we want to make we like it we like it so far I think I, I like it. So, guys, if you are you, if you cannot tune into these episodes, you cannot watch them. You're on the you're at the gym. It's just something that you don't have the time to look at it, or at work. Put your earphones in, guys. Go on Spotify at the House Call Podcast and listen in. We're we're doing we're now on Spotify. We're also on Twitter now, and we're also on every just about every platform: Instagram, TikTok. We try to do as much as we can to be a better version of ourselves. Guys, please like, comment, subscribe, and this has been the House Call Podcast. Signing out. See ya. Fox ace Chris Sale has returned to the lineup just last night after suffering a rib injury really early on in the season. They ended up facing Tampa last night.